This is Matt. And this is Seth. And welcome to The, the Heretic, Heretic House. Here we like to talk about spiritual topics and what we think about them. And hopefully we can help you come up with some of your own thoughts and ideas. Hello and welcome to this edition of The Heretic House. Today we're going to keep on going with love. That's uh, We're going through the love passage and today is that... Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Um, so, Matt, uh, do you have that passage pulled up? We can just read that yeah. section. Why don't I just read four verses uh, from verse four to verse seven? Yeah. Uh, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So uh, we're focusing on verse 6. It mm. does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Mm. So what is uh, what do you think wrongdoing would be? So wrongdoing, okay. So if I were to make it as simple as possible, Wrongdoing is missing the mark. Mm, yep. Right? It's sin. It's missing the mark. It's, it's, it's partaking in an action that is contrary to your true nature. Mm. Yeah. Wrongdoing. Yeah. So, right. Un- do, doing unloving things, basically. Exactly. So, it's, it's really the, it's the opposite of the great commandment that Jesus gave us. That's right. Just loving God, loving each other. Yeah. Um, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto us. Mm-hmm. Or do unto yourself. So wrongdoing would be probably hurting somebody else and maybe taking advantage of somebody else. Absolutely. Right. So then... Is the so then he goes right into saying it rejoices in the truth. Do you think that's kind of the the opposite of that? Uh, it doesn't seem like it's quite the opposite of wrongdoing. So it's kind of interesting that Paul put that next when when it's talking when he's talking about what love rejoices in. He, he says it doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Mm-hmm. You would think that he would say that doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but does I think one of the um, one of the uh, translations says righteousness doesn't rejoice mm-hmm. in unrighteousness? You would think that he would say co- uh, continue that with saying, but rejoices in righteousness. Mm-hmm. But he says rejoices in truth. Why do you think he he did that? So righteousness simply means the state of being right yeah. or correct, and that would be in alignment with. The truth. So in order to be righteous, you have to be in line with the truth. Mm-hmm. So a wrongdoing would be uh, oh, diverging away from the truth. Right. And, you know, being in the truth is being righteous, you know, being in the truth. Mm. So what what is the truth? That's the question, right? Haven't we been asking this for a long time? I would suggest to you, I believe the truth is quite simple. 
God loves you. Christ is in you. You are in Christ. And the commandment is even simpler. Love one another. Mm -hmm. I would say that's the truth. That sums up all the world's problems right there. If we all were on the same page in that, forget about definitions, just the Christ is in you, you are in the Christ, and God loves you. Love one another the way God loves you. Mm. Right. I mean. So then we have to figure out what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? That's so, where we disagree. That we're, we disagree or? No, no, no. <laughs> just people in general. We disagree yeah. over the implications and the whys. Mm -hmm. But the truth, the truth sets us free. When we hear the truth, we know the truth and it resonates. Right. So the, maybe the truth is what we can all agree on. I mean, there's there's a, I think we get too caught in the weeds with what's the truth of what our doctrine is, what our, our theology, and I mean, there's as many viewpoints as there are churches. N not even just churches, but uh, there's there's as many viewpoints as there are people in this world. Mm -hmm. There's, there's going to be different viewpoints for every person that so where where do we find the truth in that but it everybody i don't think that i think we hold on to what we think the truth is with our theology too too we we hold on to that too tightly yeah and we need to find out where where our commonalities are like i think we know um i think we know what it means to love one another. I think that we, wouldn't you say that most people, most people would say no, what it means to love one another? Uh, I would say it's inherent within most people if they were raised w at least within a family situation that was, that was a loving one. Right. So if, wouldn't they also know what is unloving? Of course. So isn't that what we're talking about? That's the truth right there. Right there. Yeah. So if, but we, I think but we the, the problem is the truth can be twisted, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there's no opposite to the truth other than a lie, which is a mistruth. Right. But lies are usually not completely untrue. Lies usually have some truth to them. Mm -hmm. Correct? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean by that? I don't know. In my experience, if I were to lie, um, I would want it to line up with the truth, right? So bending the truth. So bending the truth, giving a mistruth, a, a slightly skewed view on what the truth actually is. Yeah. Manipulating the truth. Manipulating the truth. Hmm. So, so Satan in the garden, right? He lied. He said, if you eat this fruit, you will have the knowledge of good and evil and you will be like gods. Mm. Right. So uh, he didn't lie in the truth. Everything he said was true. You you were already like God mm. and you already had the knowledge of good and evil. You just didn't know it because you had the knowledge of good. Now you have the knowledge of evil. So that's where he he didn't lie there either. He just gave them something they didn't have. Mm. They knew what it meant to disobey. 
They always knew what it meant to obey because that's what they did. Right. They didn't know what it meant to disobey. <coughs> so there was a mistruth there. And as I go back and I think about the lies in my mind, um, I, I would try to make something look as close to realistic as possible mm-hmm. when I've told lies. So, or usually the best way to tell a lie is to just tell part of the truth and leave out the part you don't want them hearing, right? Mm, And so you're trying to, oh, a friend of mine said this to me one time. uh, If you always tell the truth, you never have to remember anything. And you, you think, what does that mean? I have to remember all kinds of stuff. What you actually do is you recall stuff from your hard drive, from your memory. Mm. It's all there. Uh, When you remember, you're adding something to that memory. You're building a new memory onto it, whether it's a lack of something or an inclusion of something to hold up your lie, to keep yourself in whatever good graces you think you're in. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, It's a lot of work. A lot of work to actually try to keeping that record of your all the the stories that you've told. Maybe that's why maybe that's why love doesn't keep a record of wrong, <laughs> yeah. right? I just I just recall what actually happened. What I can see in my mind's eye and my memory is what I'll share and what I know. Things outside of that, I'll 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 leave there. I won't add to my memories what I don't need. I won't. I won't keep a record of the wrong things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just another aspect of that. I'm yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I want to step back. We we're also talking about love, not rejoicing in wrongdoing. I, in the message, it has an interesting outlook. I, I, it just struck me the way that uh, he put this, this passage about wrongdoing. He actually says it doesn't, Love doesn't revel when others grovel, hmm. which I, I just find that an interesting outlook about wrongdoing. It puts it as a perspective of one person's relationship towards somebody else. So think about this for a minute. Three people in a situation, okay? Mm-hmm. You have one observer and two people who are groveling. Mm-hmm. And what is that observer doing as that observer watches those two grovel? Are they rejoicing in the groveling? Or are they saying, hey, guys, let's let's try to find peace here. Mm. Right. And when we think about our lives, I'm just going to go back to my church experience for a moment here. Mm. Um It was always nice, not nice, but we would talk about other people in ways because their theological views were different than ours. Mm -hmm. We would, we would almost rejoice when they suffered problems like, oh yeah, Mm. that was, that was do them, (laughs) their their theology. And even the theology itself revels in the groveling of others as you think about the you know the 
self-righteous stand of saying, see, people are going to burn in hell. Mm. And that's why you have to do it our way. Like you're rejoicing at the groveling of others. You're saying these people are being like, that's not even the. What? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't even say that. It does say um, rejoicing the groveling of others, but really what you're rejoicing is how much better you are than they are. You're really exalting yourself. You're, you're, You're exalting yourself and you're creating a schism between yourself and them. That's it. And you're making yourself higher and them lower. That's it. And you're not creating that unity that was it last week we were talking about uh, God doesn't bring bring people down to make them equal. He brings Mm -hmm. them, brings those people down up to make them equal. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what we should be doing? And when we talk. And really, can I can I back that up for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Because really what I think God did is God brought itself down Mm. to this level. Mm -hmm. Not the level of groveling, but the level of I am on equal terms with you, the person I'm contacting right now. Mm. He did that as Jesus. He did that as Jesus. He even did that as the creator. Think about it. The creator walked in the garden. Mm. So, and, and then as we look at the scriptures, it says that we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And so when we look at one another, are we looking at each other as joint heirs, as brothers and sisters, as equal participants? Or are we looking at one another as if I'm somehow a more valid participant than you? Mm. Because I believe this and you believe that. Or because I do this and you do that. Right. Yeah. We try to make separation instead of instead of unity. Instead yeah. of instead of trying to find our commonality, which is the truth. So So let's not rejoice in the groveling of others. I don't know. <laughs> I seek unity and peace among all people. Mm. You know, I want I want two things reunited in your life. And by your life, I mean whoever is hearing my voice right now. Yeah. I want you reunited with the Christ that is within you. And I want you reunited with the people that are in your life. I want that for every single person. So... Who's right. going to help? Yeah, you know? and let's let's not. I I, th- I believe that the goal here is that we're not trying to. We shouldn't be trying to pull everybody into one quote unquote church. No, we should be. All the churches should be uniting and saying, "What is our truth that we all can agree on, and we can all come together and say." This is what we believe. Mm. And we love each other because of this truth. Or on the converse of that, our truth is that we love each other, that we love everybody and we can come together. We're not, oh, you, you I believe this about the atonement 
or you believe this about the uh, creation or, you know, whatever we're, we're constantly just bickering about. And, and we're causing that division because we can't agree, but what can we agree on? That's where we find the truth. So that speaking of uh, so I, I I did mention the the message said doesn't revel when others grovel. And then it it goes on to say, and I think it's a beautiful way to actually look at the next part. It says takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, mm. like actually the truth kind of growing and starting something fresh, something new. Another interesting way of putting that in a different perspective. So, I don't know, I just, I'm thinking of reconciliation mm-hmm. and flowering and what that means. And uh, we're told in the scriptures, our ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. Be reconciled with God. Mm. And what does that look like? What does it look like when the truth hits a soul that has been stuck in the darkness of death and the truth hits it and it begins to germinate and that soul begins to be restored and reunited with life. Mm. And all of a sudden that person's life that looked so um, destitute begins to flourish and blossom and their whole outlook and perspective on life changes because they've been reunited with the Christ within. They have found a sense of peace and self-worth and value because they have uh, been reminded of the love that has never left them. Mm. And then all of a sudden, not only does their life look better, but then the lives of the people around them are slowly starting to blossom as well because their love and their life and their light is shining into these people's worlds as well mm. and blessing them. Uh, it flowers. The truth flowers. It, it brings fragrance and joy and beauty to everyone around it. You mm. know? So... We rejoice in the flowering of truth. We rejoice in the, the life cycle of the soul that is rekindled and reunited with its source. Mm. Yeah. Some beautiful things there. Mm. Uh, also, another aspect of truth that I think is very important is that truth is also being transparent. Mm. You you can't, you know the I think evil. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, evil hides itself in in uh, deception and and um, in in the shadows. And sometimes maybe when that truth is flowering, it's actually when somebody isn't hiding that anymore mm. and isn't let's. Though that darkness, let some light shine on that darkness, and uh, I know that we we say that truth, this truth can can make you feel uh, 
burden free or it might make you feel much better but i think there's also sometimes there's a lot of pain in mm. in actually just letting those those monsters out of your closet and and it's um it's not always it's not always going to be great like you're going to i think there is some pain in in mm -hmm. letting out the truth and part of the process but i don't think that pain is a, a bad thing um because no. I, I i believe god works all things out for for your good mm -hmm. and this pain actually can actually it, it's only for a time yeah it's not forever you're gonna you can suffer and you might not even you might not even be able to see god in this t in those times and god might be far away and you might be mad at him and you might think that god doesn't love you and how could he let me go through this pain and sorrow and but joy comes in the morning mm -hmm. and once you get out of this pain you'll realize that he's given you the biggest gift that he has ever that you could ever imagine mm -hmm. and once that once that pain is, has subsided and the pain is just searing away something in your life that you had blinders to you didn't know was there and um i'm actually talking a little bit out of experience i uh i actually uh i feel like i i didn't i growing up and as I got older, I don't feel like I had a lot of compassion and didn't have a lot of compassion to, I, I wanted to have that compassion and I, I wanted to feel something for those who were hurting and, but I didn't, I didn't feel anything of that. And, um, it wasn't until I actually started going through some struggles in my own life and in my own relationships and I, I hurt somebody who's really close to me that um, very deeply hurt somebody close to me. And what I'm learning from that is that I'm trying to help that person to get to get to a place where they're not in the pain of that I created for them. And in that process and in talking to them um, and trying to go through that pain with them I'm finding that I'm having to learn how to be compassionate towards them but not only that I I start seeing things some things that are happening to other people and I'm starting to feel something for them and feel their pain and I never felt that before mm. and I I attribute to that to the pain that I'm going through that that searing away of uh, maybe that ego or <coughs> just getting to a place where I can feel feel something for for those who who are you know going through something who are in some some sort of pain so I think god is is making something flat making a flower out of a tombstone i i don't know if that's an actual 
<laughs> saying, but I'm, I'm making it. So there you go. So, what do you think about truth is transparent? Well, as your experience has shown you, my experience has shown as well, and I I've been in relationships. And I've just been going through something in my a relationship that I'm in. Mm. And um, I was holding, I was withholding truth because I was afraid of the response. Mm. And um, I didn't want to break the relationship. But what was happening as I was withholding that truth is the relationship was getting broken more and more mm. and more and the only way i can restore that relationship is by being forthright with the truth and so i did that and you're right it hurts because there's pain involved and now that other person has to deal with these feelings of uh um wrong like they've been wrong. They have been lied to. They have been deceived. And what what do we do with that? And so now they have this pain that they have to work with, mm. too. And um, relationships can be really messy. But I'm just, you know, you have to dig a hole in the ground and plant a seed before the flower can show up. Mm. Yeah. And it needs to be watered and nourished. But that burial that death that comes first before the new life mm. that pain that tearing that searing it's important because out of that springs forth life when a mother is about to bring a child into this world there is an amazing pain that I can only dream about. Mm. But my wife can testify to. Right. But as soon as that baby is born, maybe a few minutes later, but it, right away that baby is given to its mother. And there is this peace and this love that takes all that and says it's not even a problem anymore. This is so much better than that. And when you're able to be transparent in your relationship, there is pain. But the relationship that can grow from that pain can far exceed where it was before that pain ever came. Because it was getting broken and broken and broken. Yeah. Worse and worse and worse. The only thing you can do is help it. And to help it, you must rejoice in the truth, share the truth. It will hurt. It's a scary thing. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it fascinating that we actually think to, to make sure that we can make a relationship be in a good place is to actually hold back and, and not tell the secrets and lies that we have or the darkness that we have deep inside us. And in fact, that is exactly what is actually hurting the relationship. Mm. Those things that we, we don't let the people that we're closest to know about 
is actually making is actually hurting that other person more than the thing that we are holding back from them. The lie is more painful than any any darkness that you might have. Because mm-hmm. once I mean once you once you let that truth out and let the let it known, how can that person know who you are anymore? Mm. So that there yeah there's a lot of pain there, but I do believe that given time and and a lot of healing you can get you will get to a place that's better in fact in in the book of james he says um confess your sins to one another that times of healing may come Mm. yeah and oftentimes the healing comes from exposing that wound because there's something in okay think about it there's something in that wound that's festering and causing pain that's mm-hmm. causing an infection you got to get rid of the infection and then the wound can heal right there'll be a scar but that's okay yeah well jesus has scars yeah scars that are a reminder of the the greatest act of love that ever was portrayed in our lives and in, in this world so hmm well, the truth will set you free. Amen, brother. <laughs> uh, well, oh, this is a longer t- longer podcast than we yeah. usually do. Look at this. I think we're over time. Yeah, I think we are. Well, we do appreciate you listening this week, and we hope you got some truth out of this. And uh, we, if you could just follow us on your favorite podcast platform or click that little bell on Spotify to... So you can be notified when the next podcast comes on. So we do appreciate your listen and we will catch you next time on the Heretic House. Take care. Bye now.